0: I don't think I'm gonna see Sleepwalkers. I, think I'm I don't skip think that I line. need to. Yeah. yeah I've heard the podcast. And I'm like, impressed to be a Stephen King fan. Like everything that I've been exposed to, I've been like, eh, the best. Yeah, yeah. you know I think so. Like, and that includes The Shining. I thought The Shining was good. I think it was the best. And he hates that movie. Yeah, he he hates it. That's true. Uh, anyways, <laughs> 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 we ready to go? Sure. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to I Want You to Watch This. I am your host, as always, Dennis, and I'm with my two co hosts, Colin and Craig. How are you, jerks? You filthy,
1: filthy jerks. I'm, I'm good, Dennis. All right. Craig?
2: Wow, my feelings are a little hurt right good. now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was god a little damn, harsh. you sick son of a bitch. Why don't you fuck yourself?
1: Whoa. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> high.
2: <laughs> Guys, tensions are high. Yeah. This is the thriller
1: block. <laughs> it's, it's the thriller block. Ah! Yeah.
2: Dennis has just been facing like anxiety I, after anxiety after anxiety watching I, these movies. I haven't slept He's, in yeah. weeks. <laughs> He's on a thin rope right now. <laughs>
0: Anyways, welcome to part three of our, uh, actually part four, Thriller Block. This is part three this of, a, a, part three of, of a, a part four of a part four of a four, of a four, four part.
2: part. <laughs> You're doing so great with the talking today, Dennis. <laughs> Words are so easy. Uh,
0: anyways, uh, this is part three. This is going to be Psycho, the old movie, not the not newer the 1998 remake. No, now. with uh, God, who was in that? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, that did not have to be made, uh, and we are about to show you why with this uh, review of 1960s Psycho. Before I say any more about this movie, I'm going to pass it off to Colin, who, uh, well, this was his pick, so take it away, Colin, from me who is just babbling, and I'm still babbling, and please take it. Okay.
1: Um, like you said, this movie is from 1960. It is directed by Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> And the plot is basically as follows: um, During a lunchtime tryst in Phoenix, Arizona, 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 in Arizona <laughs> uh, during a lunchtime tryst in Phoenix, Arizona, a real estate secretary named Marion Crane discusses with her boyfriend Sam Loomis how they cannot afford to get married because of Sam's debts. After lunch, Marion returns to work, where a client drops off forty thousand dollars in cash payment on a property. Her boss asks her to deposit the money in the bank, and if she is can take the rest she asks if she can take the rest of the afternoon off. Returning home, she begins to pack for an unplanned trip, deciding to steal the money and give it to Sam in Fairville, California. She is seen by her boss on the way out of town, which makes her nervous. During the trip she pulls over on the side of the road and falls asleep, only to be awakened by a state patrol officer. He's suspicious about her nervous behavior, but allows her to drive on. Shaken by the encounter, Marion stops at an automobile dealership and trades in her car for a new one. Her transaction is all for naught. The highway patrolman sees her at the car dealership and witnesses her purchasing the new car. Driving on, Marion encounters a sudden rainstorm and decides to stop for the night at the Bates Motel. The proprietor, Norman Bates, invites her to a light dinner after she checks in. She accepts, but then she hears an argument between Norman and his mother about bringing women into the house. They eat in the motel parlor where he tells her about his hobby of taxidermy and his life with his mother who is mentally ill and forbids him to have a life outside of her. Returning to her room, Marion decides to go back to Phoenix to return the stolen money. She prepares to take a shower, unaware that Norman is spying on her. As she is showering, a shadowy female figure suddenly comes in and stabs her to death with a chef's knife. Norman discovers the murder and meticulously cleans up the crime scene, putting Marion's corpse and her possessions, including the embezzled money, into the trunk of her car and sinking it into the swamps near the motel. A week later, Marion's sister Lila arrives in Fairville and confronts Sam about the whereabouts of her sister. A private investigator named Arbogast approaches them and confirms that Marion is wanted for stealing $40,000 from her employer. He eventually comes across the Bates Motel, where Norman's behavior arouses his suspicions. After hearing that Marion had met with Norman's mother, he asks to speak with her, but Norman refuses. Arbogast calls Lila and Sam, informing them of what he has discovered and saying that he intends to speak with Norman's mother. He goes to the Bates Motel in search of her. As he reaches the top of the stairs, Mrs. Bates suddenly appears from the bedroom and murders him. When Lila and Sam do not hear from Arbogast, they go to the local sheriff who informs them that Mrs. Bates has been dead for ten years. She had killed herself and her lover. Concerned, Lila and Sam make their way to the motel. Norman makes his unwilling mother Norman takes his unwilling mother from her room, telling her he needs her to hide in the spruit cellar for a while. At the motel, Lila and Sam meet Norman. Sam distracts him by striking up a conversation while Lila sneaks up to the house. When Norman eventually realizes what they want, he knocks out Sam and rushes to the house. Lila sees Norman approaching and attempts to hide by going down the steps that lead to the cellar. There she finds Mrs. Bates sitting in a chair. Lila turns the chair around and discovers, in fact, it is a mummified corpse. Lila screams and as a As a figure comes running into the cellar, Norman holding a chef's knife and wearing his mother's clothes and a wig. Before Norman can attack Lila, Sam, having regained consciousness, subdues him. At the local courthouse, a psychiatrist explains that Norman had murdered Mrs. Bates and her lover ten years prior out of jealousy. Before, they had been living an isolated life together after his father's death, until she met this new man. Unable to bear the guilt, he exhumed her corpse and began to treat her as if she were still alive. In order to preserve the illusion, he would speak in his mother's voice and carry on conversations. This mother personality is just as jealous and possessive as the real Mrs. Bates had been. Wherever Norman feels attracted to a woman, the mother would fly into a rage and kill the woman. Norman killed two missing girls prior to Marion as well as Arbogast. The psychiatrist says that the mother personality has permanently taken hold of Norman's mind. While Norman sits in the holding cell, Mrs. Bates... Bates' voice is heard, protesting that the murders were Norman's doing and that she wouldn't even harm a fly. Meanwhile, Marion's car is pulled out of the swamp. And that is the long and short of the movie Psycho.
2: Yeah,
0: and uh, this is the first time I've seen this. Yeah,
2: me too, actually.
0: And uh, I've
1: loved this movie since I was like a teenager. I,
0: I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Constantly dressing up as your mother. Uh, it explains a lot. Um, <laughs> no, uh, this my first reactions to this movie when I was watching it. It was just in the opening scenes, uh, in Sam's apartment. I guess it would be.
1: It's a hotel room.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Sam or the hotel room where they're they're hanging out. Um, is I am really excited to do a classic movie block after do after watching this movie. I was like, ooh, that was like a different era. They did movies differently. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I
2: mean, they did it, and at the same time, you can see where a lot of things in movies now came from this. So there is a lot that's done differently as a whole, but there's so many things that are taken from this movie that are still used today. Oh, yeah. And, oh, 100%. And, yeah. 100%. and horror and just movies in general. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me immediately was the cinematography.
1: That was one of the first notes I wrote it was just cinematography with like two smiley faces, two exclamation points and a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just...
2: Yeah. It was, it was fantastic. And I forgot. I
0: <laughs> uh, well, no, it's, um, I mean, they're, they're shooting movies in black and white. And before we get into it, you know, i just want to kind of talk generally about uh, older movies. They're shooting movies in black and white. So they're, they're able to use like, you know, color gradients is like what they're working with. Are not color gradients, but like light and dark is all they got. They don't have color or any other uh, anything else to en- enhance the mood, and so it's it's very noir, it yeah. just naturally. And uh, through that, it's it's really beautiful. Uh, yeah, this yeah.
1: movie, the the use of light and shadow in this movie is really great. Oh, it's amazing! It's it's fantastic. You can tell where you know why
0: Hitchcock was as successful as he was.
1: And this was his most successful movie, and the studio didn't really believe in it. Um, Paramount, so much, yeah, so much so that um, Hitchcock foregoed his usual salary of um, three hundred forty-one or thirty-four thousand dollars in order to get sixty um, percent of the profits of this movie, and he made millions. Oh, nice! Uh, doing that. Uh, this movie had a budget of eight hundred seven thousand dollars and had a uh, U.S. gross of thirty two million dollars. I'm not surprised.
0: Uh, I mean, it goes down into. I mean, when you talk about movies, it's like it's
1: one of the most famous ones. Yeah,
0: it's like Psycho, Casablanca, um, Gone with the Wind, things like these. <laughs> Uh, but but anyways, before we get further, uh, I just really have to point out these uh, these distracting costumes. Um, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but uh, Colin, you're, you're dressed up as a as an
1: old lady there. Um, well, I, I'm Norman Bates as his mother, Norma Bates. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, very clever. <laughs> um, no, that was her name, wasn't it? That's what he calls himself yeah. at the end. Call- oh yeah, oh, he does, does call himself Norma at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Norma. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. Norma I'm Norma Bates. Norma Bates. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I just had to embody, you know, one of these very famous characters. And, and you know, I've decided to stop doing the mother voice. But I was doing it, you know, a good portion of the day today. Oh, yeah. It
0: was rather uh, annoying.
1: I was, like, berating myself. And and I'm sorry I didn't have time to clean uh, the knife off. I, I hope it's not uh, off-putting to you guys. but <laughs> That's not real blood, is it? Well, well, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> but but uh, Dennis, once again with the, uh, ladies costumes. Like your, well, thank you. your Marion crane is, is fantastic. And I just, why did you choose her? Like right after she was stabbed to death is, is what I don't get. Um, you, the blood from my knife. Isn't the only blood in here. There's, there's quite a bit of blood coming from your costume.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's tastefully done where you can only see it on like my seat and not actually on my body as in the movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> Also, I, I laid face first down on a linoleum floor for about five hours uh, this morning. Yeah, to I get can the tell. Full like, yeah.
1: You've got like lines on your face right. just from that. Yeah. That's, good job.
0: And um, I've also been practicing being a terrible, terrible thief uh, and criminal. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, she has too much of a conscience to be a thief. Right? She, she's the worst
0: criminal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, at every turn, she's just like, oh, There's a police officer, or before that even, like, she runs into her boss as she's heading out of town. I'll be super nervous. And it's just like, oh, yeah, hey, just wave at him and be like, on my way home now. (laughs) Just kidding, bye. (laughs) Or just have to stop at the grocery store for some Advil or, I don't know, I'm pretty sure they were just, like, giving out, like, you know, opium at that point in, like, drugstores. I don't know what the 60s was like in terms of (laughs) drugs, but from what I've heard, it's, like, what are they called, uh... (laughs) Quaaludes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well, well her, her co-worker was totally on the lewds. Uh,
1: so it was like,
0: oh, I got in trouble for her taking co- tranquilizers. Her co-worker, <laughs>
1: who's played by Alfred Hitchcock's daughter. Oh, is that Hitchcock's yeah, daughter? Yeah, it's his, his daughter. And she's yeah. one of my favorite characters in the movie. i really enjoyed her. <laughs> i really enjoyed and her. And he calls, Teddy called me, then my mother called to see if Teddy called. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes off on this weird, strange tangent. And but then when the, the Texan guy comes in, she's like, he was flirting with you. He must have seen my wedding ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: anyways, I, we, we, can't, we can't
0: ignore Craig's Craig, amazing no, we, costume as the parlor room uh, in the motel. I mean, you affixed all these stuffed birds to you, and uh, you dragged in that ridiculous leather chair. I, that's the same one from Get Out, right?
2: Um, It's it's a little bit different. I had to redo the upholstery on it, uh. so it looked a little different. Um, I think the real part was... Getting all the birds, and I won't go into details about where I got all of these stuffed birds. But we'll just move past that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just move we'll, past. We'll that. move on from the yeah. stuffed
1: birds. I just want to talk about the lighting rig that's attached to it to create the effect of all those long, creepy shadows. I mean, you recreated the same ones from from the movie, like in the costume. That's pretty great. Now,
2: that was actually an easy part of this costume, of considering. We're not talking about the birds, but like I yeah. said, uh, the uh, so lighting just... actually turned out to be the easiest part of this costume. I, wait, so.
0: I, I shouldn't bring up this article about all the missing birds in the Denver Zoo. Did I? Did... It, never mind. Thank you. <laughs> Shut <the> fuck up. <laughs> um,
2: but yes, back to this amazing movie and all the amazing things that happened in it and not my birds. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I really loved... <laughs> One line from Marian just like made me love her immediately. And it's when she's walking out after she talks to Caroline. And it was, uh,. You can't buy off unhappiness with pills. I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, damn, Marion is throwing shade. First of all, second of all, you don't
1: get to say that when you're about to steal
2: forty thousand dollars. I mean, (laughs) you don't don't really have the moral high ground. She made up her
1: her mind to steal the forty thousand dollars at that point. I don't think it's until she's like at her house, right, uh, or she's back in her apartment. And this is one of the things I uh, uh, was reading about this movie that Hitchcock is using color uh, to kind of denote. Marion's standing and all these things because in the first scene in the hotel room where they're having the affair, her and Sam, she's wearing like a white bra and like white everything. And then after she decides to steal the money, she's wearing black everything. Ah. And it's the same thing with her purse; she has like a white purse before she steals the money, and after she steals the money, she has a black purse. Mm. Interesting. Um,
0: I have a question about that whole thievery thing. Um, As we know, in like horror movies, there's a trope where uh, the people that do Uh, socially bad things get their comeuppance. Like, it's, you know, it's the teenager that has sex out of marriage and they get murdered first, and then it's like the virgin in the cabin is the one that gets away type of shit, right? Do you think that Hitchcock wrote in this thievery
1: to make her murder more acceptable? Well, Hitchcock didn't write this movie. This movie's uh, based on a novel by Robert Block Um, and it's entirely possible in the book that that was part of it but it's I would have to look at that source material. Cause it's a,
0: I mean, it's a plot point. They keep bringing it up. I mean, that's why the PI gets involved as opposed to the cops.
1: Full blown. Well, Yeah. Because the, well, the PI is involved because the employer just wants the money back. They don't want to press charges. Right. Well, so and Because
2: the money is like unreported income and is shady already. Exactly. So it's like the I, money is already that's shady. That's right. And so she stole like the shady money. And so they don't want to get the police involved because everything in this whole situation is just shady. Uh, right.
1: I made a note about that, about she says, uh, I declare and the guy says, I don't. That's how I get to keep it. And I was yeah. like, this, this Tom guy is Trump. He doesn't pay his taxes. That's why <laughs> <Yeah>. he's rich. <laughs> that,
0: that guy reminded me of, uh, I forget, I can't, no, not coming to me. Uh, he had just the most buggy eyes while he was talking to Marion. Yeah, he really time. did. It's He's like, look at this pile of
1: money I have. Yeah, <laughs> that, that <laughs> doesn't this make it. you want to have sex with me? He <laughs> <wants> <laughs> his eyes so even get buggier when he says, "Let's talk about that bottle you got in your desk." Oh, yeah. oh I wasn't supposed to say oh. that. He
0: he he eats up scenery, but not anywhere compared to the psychologist at the end and. Holy oh shit. Oh my god. That guy the, psychiatrist at the scene end. chewing. I'm surprised. There's a Let me s- tell you
2: about this psycho guy here. He's got a mother inside of him and she's taking over. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised
0: there's there's
1: a movie to, for us to even discuss after that scene and he just didn't eat it all away. Like, it was, yeah, he's like. I love the psychiatrist at the end. He is just in his own episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh yeah. because he's The The mother. Became so much more powerful than his own mind, and so <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it, it's amazing because you can almost see the actors like it was a Lila is her name like like totally come out of character and they're just like watching this guy just like perform this thing. It's like, yeah, you're telling me my sister just got murdered, but please keep going. Just keep this is a, just go. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it's totally, and I feel like this scene if this movie had happened a little like later in terms of when it was released or when it was made there probably would have been more of that cuz that was a, the kind of a huge exposition dump at the end explaining everything yeah, that was going they on have with to Norman explain Bates. what what just happened and it makes sense for like considering that so much of the movie like you know from what i read the shower scene was 7 days to shoot and like 70 like like, 70, like, reshoots of, like, the shower scene. And really? it's 45 seconds long. Wow. So it's, like, things like that where it's the lighting and the directing and the cinematography of it was so meticulous. And while the story overall was told really well, I feel like towards the end it was like, okay, we need to explain, like, a little bit more of what's happening <laughs> with him psychologically because we weren't really able to go, like, that in depth with, like, a character – building of who Norman Bates is right. and throughout we, the movie.
1: Yeah. We get the thing about the mother and the mother's been dead from the the cop and all that stuff, but we don't really explain why the mother is still around and what's going on with that until the psychologist just gives us that thing at the end. Right. Yeah. So it's it's necessary. But I like that you said about like the deliberacy of Hitchcock because that's one of the first notes I made is he's such a deliberate filmmaker that when he's just giving us like a time and like location at the beginning of the movie he spells out every single thing it says like at the movie (laughs) like Phoenix, Arizona Friday, December the 11th 2.43 Two forty-three PM. Yeah. Yeah. All of that, like fully written out, it is just so deliberate, and it's one of those things I really like about this movie. Is like, oh yeah, it is really letting you know. Well, it's oh, one yeah. of those
2: things where if I see it on a movie now, it annoys me. But in a movie, like I feel like it's one of those things where it happened when it happened. The timing of this movie, because all of these things are things that are now overused or right. things that are that are tropes that this movie played are the huge part in establishing. Yeah, they so weren't back then. I appreciated then. it in this movie because it was like, oh, this was revolutionary at the time. Right. Now it's like overused to, you know, and yeah, I, I get I get dead annoyed dead. even when it's like Los Angeles, California, like, oh yeah, like what do you mean like Los Angeles, China? Like is there right. any other Los Where Angeles? Would it be yeah.
0: <laughs> but it also like I But it works I, well for this movie. It well, it works great because it plays to the subtlety of Hitchcock as well. Like his deliberacy is like it kind of distracts you from like oh this this woman you know she stole some money and she's gonna go elope with this guy and and the story is gonna be about that like running from the law and everything and like her stopping at the motel when it, when she first stops it's like I mean. I almost feel like it would have been impossible to be ignorant of this movie. Yeah. But, like, it would have been so cool to see this movie fresh in the theaters and be, having to have no, no idea has, what was going yeah, on. yeah,
2: 50 years of spoilers. Right, because it's
0: like, like, she pulls up to the motel, and, like, you don't know how creepy it is to see the silhouette of an old woman in that building until, like, later on. And it's like, I mean, it's giving me chills now just thinking about it. And it was so well done because of the deliberacy of Hitchcock. It kind of distracts you from, like, the nuance of, like, the real fucking creepy ass shit that's going down um and i want to take that point and segue into anthony perkins amazing performances
1: norman bates tony perkins i think this is one of the best performances of all time oh my god
0: it like i was kind of bashing the performances of Miriam and sam at the beginning and i'm like hitchcock hated the performance of sam uh. <laughs> i hated the performance <laughs> of sam <laughs> and, and then and then norman, and, i mean anthony perkins hits screen and it's like oh my god, what a powerhouse. Like, this movie, it's just a showcase of of Anthony Perkins, really. Yeah, yeah, he runs the gamut. He is is
2: amazing. Yeah, he's, like, shy and bashful and awkward and flirty. Yeah, and then then, says something that's really fucking weird. Suddenly
1: (laughs) super threatening, (laughs) but also, like, charming at the same time. And it is just so good and so subtle and working on so many levels. That it's it seriously is one of the greatest acting performances in I think any movie.
2: Well, and going into the spoiler thing a little bit, because again, like you said, I wish I could have seen this movie having yeah. had no idea what was going on instead of again fifty years of spoilers <laughs> on this movie. So I can't really, you know, be upset about them, but there's those little moments where I could tell like similar to Get Out, there was these little tiny moments where there are things that are happening between characters, like side characters with the sheriff and the wife, where they say Norman Bates' mother, and like they kind of like the wife looks at the husband yeah. for a second, is this quick glance. And the first time you like, if you were watching the movie Fresh, you wouldn't know what that's about. And it reminded me of that same look that was in Get Out, where the second time around, it's like, oh, that's a whole new meaning. And knowing what's happening at the end provides this whole new meaning to the little minute details in every scene. Fantastic
0: yeah no just stellar job it like fucking holds up so
1: well the sets the just just all of it um the sets also the score this is one of the most famous film scores of all time i believe it um it is ranked um as number four on afi's 100 years of film scores what does afi stand for the american film institute Ooh, yeah. afi um
0: yeah, no, amazing soundtrack. It's in, and it's awesomely displayed in the very opening credits, which are like nice and simple, and it's just this. Great showcase of the soundtrack that's about to drive this, you know, the intensity in this movie.
1: Yeah, the opening credits, this really remind me of the opening credits for Catch Me If You Can. Yep. And I think Catch Me If You Can was actually modeling theirs after this one, but it, it still, like, was that parallel. that. Which is a really strange can. reference,
0: if you think it about is. it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> for this,
1: like, light-hearted, like, yeah. biopic to Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, just, like,
0: Psycho. It's like, what, what Spielberg? <laughs>
1: um... The birds. That whole scene was very creepy. The birds. And uh, interesting fact: the next movie that Hitchcock directed after this was The, the Birds. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote down like the decor of birds are creepy. Dot dot dot. Birds are creepy. <laughs> 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 Taxonomists are creepy. Yeah, like
0: T- taxidermists taxidermy. Taxidermy is
1: is a strange. Yeah.
0: And like, <laughs> I, like I'm. It might be like. Marion's act like the actress is acting where she's just like not like she totally takes it in stride. It's like, oh, what an interesting hobby. Like yes, she's not weirded out visibly. Maybe like, that
2: was more acceptable. Maybe that was just kind of like a thing that people did as a maybe, hobby. yeah, like it was, hobby. Like, it was kind of like weird, but it wasn't like you might be a serial killer well, because shit was. We haven't seen like movies because Psycho wasn't out right. then, so well, like, now we have that reference. Of, like
0: social interactions and like what people did to fill their time back then, I think were different. And, in, in, and it's apparent when he's talking about his hobby as a taxidermist, you know, which he's just like, oh, I, I stuff things like that would be. Weird but he also has a
1: line about like a hobby is supposed to pass fill the time, or like pass, pass the, the time, t- not, not fill it. Fill it. Right. Because yeah. he is like so much like free time, and, like he's so alone. Right.
0: But but there, there's that. And then there's also when um, when Sam and Lila come to the come to the motel and uh, to distract Norman Bates. Sam comes up to him and Norman's like, Can I help you? He's like, Oh, my wife's asleep. I just thought I'd come up to you and talk.
1: Like Or, or well, Sam he, is tipping his hat, like just is just absolutely showing his hand for a moment one. Oh <laughs> yeah. just like, I'm interrogating you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm suspicious of you. I'm super suspicious. <laughs> yeah, immediately. I couldn't like, make so. it more obvious that we're investigating <laughs> this. <Yeah. laughs> Like, yeah, it's like,
2: if anything, you are supposed to be just, you know, engaging in small talk while yeah. she did the
1: investigating in the house and found out what was going on with the mob. But but he can't help himself from just totally interrogating the guy yeah. and 100% like showing his hand. Oh, of, like, yeah. Well, well and it's funny because I know it's like the 60s and so it's like chivalry,
2: air quotes chivalry, you know, as a mask for, you know, misogyny. But right. the whole like oh no, you can't go into the house or you can't go to the hotel by yourself or you can't do this or that. And it's like, She's actually the most competent person, Lila. Yeah, oh, Lila's yeah. the most competent person in this movie. None and, of this should be solved without Lila. Like turn, the
0: sheriff would be still sitting on his haunches yeah. if it wasn't for Lila. Like, and every turn they're just
2: like, no, you just you just worry a little pretty head about knitting. Yeah. You, know, ninny you don't or, know anything. Yeah. And then
0: and then like when they when when Sam doesn't do dick, he, she's just like, I'm going. Like <laughs> I don't care. And he's like, yeah. Fine, I'll go <laughs> find my girlfriend uh, yeah. after
1: Arbogast is killed, and right. they're like. Sam's like, let's just keep waiting for Arbogast. She's like, no, let's go check it out.
2: (laughs) Oh, can I just say I loved that. Death, like that. Oh scene, my like god! Oh, oh my god! So cool. That was the moment where I was just like, Oh my god! This fucking camera work is just amazing. <laughs> where he's amazing. just like falling the steps,
1: Arbic- and it just the well, camera Yeah, The way it's filmed is he's static and he's waving his arms, but he's against a projection of the camera going down the stairs. Yeah. Oh,
2: so, yeah, it's, oh my god, it was so good, and I loved the shit out of that moment. That was just yeah. my favorite moment in the movie, all like hands down, was that. The cinematography at white and at least.
0: The, with the splash of ketchup over his forehead for like the most
1: <laughs> the most like gore in this movie well that you speak of ketchup the uh, blood in the shower is actually Hersheys syrup
2: oh yeah because oh. it
1: shows better on camera in black and white so they might have used the same thing on him but it's that makes yeah. sense
2: was that the first Incidents of the blood going down the drain scene, like in movie history. I don't know. It I might feel be. like I, it's just, I don't think I've seen any movie earlier than that that has that. Not right. that I've seen a whole lot of movies earlier than this, but that definitely seemed like it was one of those things that happens a lot in movies now, but seemed like it would have been, could have very well been the first
1: time it happened in movies. I don't know about that, but this is the first movie to show a toilet flushing oh (laughs) all right (laughs) fun facts by (laughs) color yeah i i I did a little bit of a dive on some of the (laughs) trivia of this movie oh you know they used for the
2: uh they used um melons and cabbage for the sound effects in the shower scene oh for the the stabbing the stabbing yeah
0: yeah i um so (laughs) i kept on since i'd never seen this movie before i didn't know that it was gonna like play out with like multiple characters like I didn't know Sam was gonna come back I didn't know her, her sister was gonna come in I didn't know a PI was gonna be involved I thought it was just gonna be like Marion going toe to toe with Norman Bates the yeah. entire time and so like when she's getting shanked in the shower I'm like how is she gonna come out of this <laughs> <laughs> like even when she was like laying face down in the, in the bathroom I was like yeah she's gonna just like snap out of it right like that's she's, how this movie goes
2: yeah no I totally thought the same thing because yeah 45 minutes in the movie I was kind of just like, again, the, so much of the end of this movie has been spoiled. Right. But, like, you know, I've never really seen it before. Yeah. So, during, like, the first 45 minutes, I was just kind of like... Why is this movie just about this woman stealing? And then it was like she pulled up to the baseball hotel, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "Oh, now this movie's." And then it was, and then it was still even more shocking when it was like five minutes after that she was getting stabbed in the shower, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I know this movie still got like an hour left in it." Was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was convinced she was gonna
2: come back. Yeah, so yeah, I, there was still suspense in this movie for me, despite <laughs> having you know all those spoilers. But it, yeah, this movie still provided a level of suspense that I was not expecting.
1: <laughs> oh, that was so, so good! You were just talking about um, when she's laying there dead after she's been stabbed. That brings me to my favorite bit of cinematography in this movie, um, where you have this these like great like slow pans that all they move into each other. So it starts with um a great shot of the water draining down of the water circling the drain then we go into a rotating shot of Marion's dead eyeball where the camera oh, yeah. is like spinning around and we go from that and it pans across out of the shower it pans across the room stops on the money for just a second then pans across to the window where we see like uh norman like getting into the house and like realizing what the mother has done right it's just so awesome oh like, yeah yeah I, I cannot get over the the way that that segment sequence is shot I,
0: I, where he focuses the camera is just he there's so much like communicated and just it just that and like where things are like located in in the cinematography of it all and I'm pressed for another example of where that's like so well done and not overdone.
2: Um, I really thought the, the newspaper with the money in it was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. was a good instance of right. that. And uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And ah. <laughs> uh, the PI, the PI was very good at his job. PI yeah. was a very good Are, private. Too investigator. Good at at his job. A little too good. <laughs> um,
2: also, it's just like, ah, if he just killed him when he first got there, he wouldn't have had all these problems. It would have been over after that. <laughs> That's true. If he just killed him when he Before first there. Before he made the phone call? Yeah. Yep. But, you know, then we wouldn't have a movie, so.
0: No. <laughs> no. Well, oh, come on. Sam and his catty snappiness wouldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> Sam with his, where is she? I know that you've been mixed up in things with her. Let it spill, Norman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, what
0: was it? Uh, uh, Don't make me rough you around a bit. <laughs>
2: uh, was it was, if it doesn't gel, it is an aspic, and this doesn't gel. That was, like, one of the lines in the movie that I remember that stood out for me. Oh, and yeah. I had to actually look That's up actually what aspic asked, is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's look aspic? Up. It is, I, it's this, like, French, um, it's this French food where it's essentially gelatin with like meat or fish or like eggs in it. Gross. So it's kind of like head cheese, but like the French, like the French version. And I think this actually came first. Um, but it's yeah, it's like a like they, apparently like it's they boil a calf's hoof and it creates like the gelatin and then it's, they like put yeah meat and stuff in there and it's yeah it's it's interesting and apparently like a delicacy and gross. Uh, but yeah, I've seen <laughs> pic- I've seen pictures of it and it does not look very delicious. <laughs> But I don't know. I've never tried it, so I can't really speak. I was actually talking with uh, one of my coworkers about it today because she was like, "Oh yeah, I know all about it." And it's yeah, apparently it's like this like that little gel layer that's on top of uh, pate. It's kind of like this, oh, okay. it's kind of like that same thing. Okay, yeah.
0: Hmm. Must have been a popular reference in the '60s. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure Aspic was or all 50s. over the place.
2: Yeah, gelatin was all the craze.
1: It's made from hooves, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's new on the shelves.
2: I mean, have you seen the Midwest? They will put anything in gelatin. Oh, I know.
1: (laughs) Yes, my my mom's family's from the Midwest. Yeah. (laughs) One of the things I wrote down was like, $40,000 for a house, that's 60s money. But then I also wrote down, $40,000 and she wants to buy a private island. And then I, I looked it up, and $40,000 in 1960 is equivalent to about $300,000 today. Okay, so, so a house. So yeah. a house. I, thought, I thought
0: private island was, like, just a, another word for, like, a nice secluded house to live in. Not an actual island. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought, too. Yeah. Was,
1: I was just thrown by her saying she wants to go get a private island, I'm well, like, I,
0: for $40,000? I wouldn't be surprised, since she's the worst criminal ever. <laughs> like, Ever! You have forty thousand dollars that you just stole. The first thing you do is get like suspicious as fuck in front of a cop, like, yeah. and then like even more so at the fucking at dealership. The Carly dealership, yeah. Like, after Very you cool. saw the cop again, like, yeah.
2: When you see that cop, you just yeah, just.
0: <laughs> why would oh, you fall you... through with the purchase? So you're purchasing yeah. the car to avoid the cop.
2: Yes. Why would you? Why would why you buy would you just the keep new? Keep going. Yeah. Why would you buy the new car that's supposed to throw the cops off your scent? In front of the cop. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Also, like, how easy was it to buy a car in 1960? Holy shit. Like, she just walks in, here's my old car, here's $700, new car. Like,
0: I'm sure all my papers are in place. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a ladies room? And they
2: came with, like, license plates. And, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, did they have temporary tags? Was that not a thing? Then, I or? don't know,
1: I'd have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she is, like super nervous the whole time but i think that's that's played into the whole thing about the copying like did shit like seem odd to you and the salesman's like yeah she seemed odd it's the first time the customer's ever high pressured the salesman
2: (laughs) i think he uses that line twice in the movie too he does he uses it with
1: her and then he uses it immediately with the cop it's like oh man this line is so good (laughs) working it into my tight five yeah i'm going to make (laughs) sure they heard it the first time you know
0: And then I mean, shame on the cop for being a shitty cop for not just following her after the
1: suspicious. Well, he does for a little bit, and then he like he catches back up with her. But that is actually a nice bit of tension when like she's leaving from the cop, and the cop is following her. No, no, no.
0: After she buys, oh, after she buys the new car, and the cop is like, that was suspicious. And then it's like, no, yeah, we never see him again, right? And so (laughs) after after Norman Bates murders her and like dumps the car into the swamp. I was like, I said to myself, I was, I, I said, "Uh oh, Norman Bates. Too bad you didn't know that you murdered like the
1: worst criminal ever." <laughs> Cops are on her trail. <laughs> I actually love that part when he uh, dumps her car in the swamp because it actually builds tension for us on the part of Norman. Oh, I know. Because the car is sinking and then it stops. Right. And you're like, "Oh shit." He's like not gonna, and then like you have this nice tension moment, and then it finishes sinking into. The well, scene. I feel
2: like Norman is supposed to be a likable character. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't know the ending, Norman is supposed to be just like a put upon son who's right. yeah. covering up for his mother's like the psychotic mother's episodes. To be the, yeah, yeah, and so Norman is supposed to be a likable character, and so I, I kind of was. I was trying to watch this movie from the frame point knowing that I knew what I knew in the end but still trying to think of it from the frame point of not knowing that the mother and Norman are the same person at the end Right. and so I can definitely see like Norman is supposed to be a likable character he's supposed to be yeah he's supposed to be
0: and yeah, he's covering he's, up for right. his mother and he's and to creepy as her. fucking weird because he's a late 20 something dude living with his mom his entire life. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like, I uh, kind of understand your creepy weird ass <laughs> shit. You know, what's the line that he says? That's just like, it's like a,
1: a boy's best friend is his mother. Yes.
0: Yeah. Headline. Uh, that, that <laughs> uh. He said, doesn't he say a
1: good boy's best friend is his mother? No, I think he says a boy's just best a boy, friend is his oh mother. God that's another one of those like um top rated lines of all time from some list that i, I didn't write that one down but mm. it was a, something i found in my research um <laughs> i just i need to rip on sam some more uh, <laughs> uh, uh, i will say that um hitchcock really didn't like the performance from that actor and he referred to him as the stiff the stiff i <laughs> i'm not surprised uh well, okay, so
0: Norman Bates isn't a really... He's not an intimidating... He's not an opposing man. He's not big. You know, he's kind of... He's pretty skinny. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like, you know, I'd probably get my ass kicked by it. But, like, <laughs> maybe, you know, like, one of you guys wouldn't. Um, <laughs> But, like, Sam definitely shouldn't have. And Sam gets his ass kicked by him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, Sam Yeah, Sam is totally just, like... Yeah, the closest thing to a bro that would have existed in like the '60s, I guess. I mean, he, I mean, yeah, whatever, I mean yeah, whatever. You're whatever, right. Like that. I mean, he's like a big guy. He's like
0: fairly like built, right. you know. He's gets yeah. knocked out instantly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and as soon as he did, I have a note that so, says, "Sam, you're useless. Like you have one job, dude. <laughs> Distract Norman." Yeah. <laughs>
2: Also, I figure it must have been pretty easy to, like, get away with murder back then, too. Like, as long yeah. as, she, like, as, long <laughs> as she, like, cut... because like, really the only thing that got him caught up was the fact that the private investigator had already called them and told them where he was before he killed the private investigator. Right. But if, he, if that had to happen, then he totally would have just, like been fine with just wiping up the blood with the dirty mop throwing the mop into the tar pit and being done wait like, well, what's the what's the john Mullaney
1: routine about that where he's like must have been really, really easy to get away with murder murder before they knew about dna hey we found a pool of the killer's blood in the hallway gross clean it <laughs> up
2: <laughs> yeah i think yeah because well, before dna it was like blood type and even that was just like oh yeah. well you know
0: if they have same blood type and well who the fuck knows just like keeping track of missing people like the psychologist is the one that points out it's like you have two missing girls in your books don't you and it's like Duh, yeah yeah i guess you're right <laughs> it's like what the fuck are these cops doing like you're a small town you're not gonna bring this up like people have been disappearing between arizona and your city norman bates's place is right in between those two places check them out oh my goodness yeah oh 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 yeah and also on top of that but um but oh, the time when, when you when an, when a cop asks for your license and you can ask why, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is white privilege. To, it's, yeah, I, I was like, but I mean, even, you, even
0: now you can't see like as no. even if you're super white, like you can't be like, why, officer? <laughs> you cut in the '60s though. <laughs>
1: When uh, Norman is cleaning up the crime scene and he wraps her up in the shower curtain, I wrote down Laura Palmer. Because oh. it, it made me think of Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's wrapped in plastic. I have a few uh, lines from this movie that I love. One actually is an interchange with uh, Sam and his co worker where he's a uh, Bob, run out and get yourself some lunch. That's okay, Sam. I brought mine from home. Well, run out and eat it, would you? Yeah. <laughs> i did like that i like that that was that and um norman's line of i hate the smell of dampness don't you it's i don't know creepy smell (laughs) you're like oh and like the creepiest dude in the creepiest movie (laughs) i love that line uh it's so well done
0: Ooh, i love the um i love the uh i guess scenery work prop work of uh excuse me the dead mother like the the corpse um, yeah that was the really mummified good. corpse yeah. of the mom yeah it really yeah. held up
2: yeah and that was another one even going into the the center back back again into the cinematography of them hiding that identity throughout the movie oh yeah and the ways that they use the camera to do that like when he's taking her down the stairs and carrying her but it's
1: this. Super it's shot from shot. above right
2: yeah and you know like where it's yeah, anytime she's like in the room, it's kind of like a shadowed shot or it's like a side angle where or it's you, in like, like reflection the you ever or get, something. Yeah, it's yeah. like a like a, a shadowy <laughs> profile. Right. Um and I don't know, is that another is that another first in this movie? I don't know if I would been... have to
1: look up like a bunch of stuff of what came before this versus like yeah. what this established, because I, I would I would be willing to bet that this movie did establish a lot of those things.
2: Cause yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of this just feels like the way that it was done just feels like it was new. It just feels like it was... Or not even necessarily... Yeah, yeah. It just felt like it was new. Like they were writing and, the
0: book on it all. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and it seems like a lot of the things, like watching through this movie, I had flashbacks to so many other horror movies because... Or not not even just horror movies, like, you know, the whole shadowy figure routine where it's like, we show like a, a silhouetted figure as you know, the, right. the hidden villain is so prominent now. So it's one of those things where I just saw so many things that I see in movies now. And I was, and I wonder how far that traced back and how much of that originated in this movie.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I wonder if, um, people like directors now, I I bet they, they use that because it works so well, as well as paying homage to such a iconic piece of not only horror, but film in general, um,
1: I'm sure it's both. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't make movies. I just love them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, My only other things, I I misspoke before I was looking at the wrong note. Um, Hitchcock deferred his salary of $250,000 for 60% of the film's profits, which made him a profit of over $15 million. Um, That other figure I was talking about is that Hitchcock was so happy with the score of this movie that he doubled the composer's salary to thirty four thousand five hundred and one dollars, because he Ooh. said the the movie wouldn't have worked well as well without the score. Dude made fifteen million dollars in the sixties. He made fifteen million dollars betting on this movie.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> wow! I wish I was Hitchcock's daughter.
1: <laughs> and he also um, made this movie um, largely with people from television. Uh, really? Like the crew was like all a bunch of people from television. Um, he was kind of outside of the studio system for this because the studio didn't like the the content of it so much that right they they weren't like fully on board with this movie i I read a little
0: thing that he was kind of on the this is the last movie he did with paramount and um even though like at the if if you saw it you saw a big old universal thing at the beginning because universal owns it now because he took it to there yeah uh after it, it, he shot universal it owns it but
1: it still has paramount's
0: like name on it right yeah but and that was that was probably what you're talking about is that, is that there that paramount the studio was just already on the outs with hitchcock and hitchcock was just like well fuck you guys i'm going elsewhere with my bazillions of dollars in the 60s <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right yeah that that wraps me up uh you guys got any more notes you'd like to cover uh just let that anthony perkins is amazing yes <laughs> that's uh that's pretty much it for me on this movie yes yes um yeah if, if
0: uh you haven't seen this movie or you know you're, you're you have any trepidation about any of these movies and you, you and you don't know if you should see this yet watch this if you're into just power performances by actors because this is just a showcase of an amazing talent
1: yeah and this isn't even that like scary of a scary movie like, no. it, it's it's like it's it's thrilling and it's it's like it's it's intense and stuff, but it's not like a you're not gonna have nightmares it's, from this movie, right? It's solid in the thriller
0: genre and not in the horror genre. Yeah, yeah. Like my blood pressure didn't get up, I wasn't screaming at the screen, um, I slept.
1: <laughs> <laughs> People in the '60s, I would imagine, were oh like, god freaking out at this oh minute. god, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Craig, any more notes? Uh,
2: no, just this movie probably ruined taxidermy for legitimate <laughs> hobbyists forever oh, yeah, true, yeah. for all time to come I would, <laughs> I, would, I would love it if if
1: just in the middle of like marion and uh, norman just sitting there in the parlor they're just popped in nope chuck testa <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Uh, I wonder. I wonder how many like uh, museum curators have like lost dates and stuff because of, because of this movie. Because like, of psych- it's like, wait wait a why are you into taxidermy? It's just my job, it's honey. Just it's my just, job. Like, it's, wait mean, a minute,
1: I've seen Psycho. Nope, we're all done. But no, come on, come uh, on, honey. No, no, no <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder if if Chuck Testa can get a date with uh, uh, listeners. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go on YouTube and look up Chuck Testa. <laughs> Colin <It's>, is referring <laughs> to an
0: old meme. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is
1: an old YouTube video about this guy's uh, TV commercial for his taxidermy. Business and it is hilarious.
0: <laughs> uh, All right. Well, if we don't have any more notes on Psycho, um, we'll be wrapping up our uh, third part of our four-part thriller block. Did I say that right this time? You did. That makes sense. Good job yes. with the talking in the right. words. <laughs> thank you so much for listening this was a really fun episode this has been a fun block so far yeah Um, this has been really fun it's been a blast Uh, I I liken it to that I actually picked a good movie this time I'm proud of my pick um, which was two movies ago that was Gone Girl Um, anyways uh, I guess if we're done with this uh, we should move on to any uh, corrections and omissions from last week which would be Get Out is there anything that you would like to correct and or omit from last week
2: uh, I believe that since our podcast, uh, Jordan Peele has passed the mark as the highest grossing debut director. Like, ever? Period. Really? I want to say.
0: Damn. That's awesome. That is...
2: I think that's right. I'm, I'm going to be making another correction next week, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I believe that. I read that, which I think is just so fucking awesome. That's just, super, super cool. Yeah, just go see it everybody yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously seriously <laughs> seek it out yes. it's so good
0: <laughs> go go see it and uh and listen to that episode it's, it's one of our better ones um really really fun all right well uh, moving on um to uh recommendations fellas r- 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 recommendations you guys got any recommendations recommend- for yeah. i'm gonna recommend shit for you to check out
1: <laughs> uh i have a recommendation okay um, the excellent podcast pistol shrimp pistol shrimps radio which ah. is, I believe we have uh <clears throat> recommended in the past they are back but um one thing they did recently which i think everybody should check out is they did a minute by minute breakdown of the virgin america safety video um, so out. definitely go check out uh pistol shrimps radio presents the virgin safety america video minute it is fantastic
0: you you mentioned this to me the other day and i was like terribly distracted i was like i, I don't know <laughs> i haven't seen it i'll definitely check that out the show all right, yeah, pistol strips. I, I I second that recommendation. I love that one. It's 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 a fun time. Yeah, and uh, and I'll just kind of elaborate on that recommendation. Uh, it's a, it'll 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 make you want to wish that
1: comedians cast every sports. Like, (laughs) did all like sports casting. Yeah. Yeah. It would just
0: be so much more entertaining that way.
1: If we haven't recommended it before, uh, it is um, Mark McConville and um, Matt Gorley, who are two improviser comedians, do play by play of the Women's Rec League basketball in uh, Los Angeles, and it is a great time.
2: I would like to recommend. Oh, I just started watching this again, uh, second time through for One Punch Man. It's pretty freaking amazing uh it's yeah it's like an anime that satirizes adam anime but is also a really cool and awesome anime so yeah check it out it's really hard to explain because it's crazy as all hell but it's really really fun i've had that (laughs)
1: recommended to me by other people so i'm gonna definitely have to check it out
2: it's yeah highly recommended super fun show
0: Hell yeah um yeah uh, my cousin won't shut up about it sometimes <laughs> which means he can shut up
1: about
0: it. <laughs> um I'm re- I'm going to recommend something that uh um that I haven't read in a while and that's uh the it's it's a television series now and I think AMC and that is uh the preacher comic series. It's a series of graphic novels. It is um 9 volumes and it is a complete arc. Uh it's not like any other, you know, your classic comic books where uh what's superman gonna do in next issue it's like it's a complete story it has a beginning a middle and a satisfying end and it is great it is brutal it is disgusting it is terribly gory it is funny it is extremely entertaining and it is an awesome critique on like american culture and like our obsession with the weird and yet like demonizing that and and also it um it hates religion, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you are religious, you do
2: not yeah. want to look into Preacher. It is not what you're thinking and it's no, gonna upset it's you.
0: the opposite. <laughs> but I
1: will second that recommendation. Preacher is great. Preacher yeah, is yeah. amazing. It's um it's
0: Thirded. my favorite it's my favorite uh uh comic book series or graphic novel series. Um uh, It's my
2: second only to Sandman.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh my god. Sand yeah. Sandman's great. Yeah. I I love Sandman. Um I'm, yeah, I I like uh, uh Neil Gaiman a lot. Uh but. Ooh, garth ennis man and and uh uh that other guy <laughs> i'm a fan <laughs>
2: favorite comic of all time I anyways yeah that,
0: that's my recommendation for this week um all right um i don't really have anyone to really promote uh, this week except uh just some old promotions that i've been doing for a while uh check out colin parsons art online uh you can check out his uh he has big like outside art installation pieces um across denver in the front range uh, you can find examples of his art on his website www.colinparson.com that's colin spelled with two l's uh also uh please 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 check out uh the amazing and talented mirror fears you can find her music on bandcamp.com mirror bandcamp.mirrorfears.com that's where you can find it, listen to it, and purchase it for a modest fee. Um, anyone else got anything that they would like to plug for someone else that you know? Uh, I'll plug myself. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, please oh, my. take
2: it. Uh, sorry, you guys have to watch this. But <laughs> <laughs> Again? <laughs> um, but yeah, I will be singing at the Rocky Mountain Arts Association's Woo-hoo! event. Uh, it is Cabaret Love for Sale and it will be taking place on may 12th at the mercury cafe here in denver um i think it's just kind of a pay as you come deal i'm not 100 percent sure on all the details but we've got some time so i'll get it on i'll get it in on the next plug you guys
0: i'll make sure and get it in fantastic cool cool yeah yeah um i'd like to check out your choir
1: again I had a good time Oh it's just time. me this time Oh it's
2: just you Yeah I'll be singing solo Oh really And a couple of group numbers But mo- it's it's mostly just Small performances Oh fuck yeah but
1: yeah. I'm definitely oh, Gonna even, check that out That's even cooler um, Right on Colin you got anything You'd like to promote Uh, Not this week I'll, I'll see if I get something By next time Cool cool
2: Yeah get a life Colin God Yeah, yeah. Get, get some Get <laughs> something <laughs> going <laughs> In your do life something. for one. Just do something For a change
1: man
0: <laughs> You've been sleeping On my couch Just just stop Um <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next week is uh, going to be part four of our Thriller Block. It's going to be our second guest episode. Uh, we have a guest. It's going to be uh, it's one of uh, Craig's friends, um, Rob. 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 Friend Rob is going to bring the movie Green Room. Check it out. Do we have a year on that movie? Uh, oh. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um,
1: 2015.
0: Oh, it's a recent movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, check out Green Room. Um, Patrick Stewart's in it. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's great in it. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's great in it. Colin is the only one that has seen it out of the three of us so far. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd eventually like to kind of uh, give uh, our listeners an idea of where they can find in these movies. I think that would kind of help. Um, so
1: far, Green Room is currently available on Amazon. Um, Amazon free with a Prime subscription. Yes, sweet. Yes. so yeah. there you go um, expect us
0: to give more direction as far as like, where you can find movies we're going to try to promote like uh, easy free ways to find these movies um, and we will try to avoid doing ones that you cannot find because that would be annoying. Wouldn't well, I it?
2: figure if we can find them, they can probably. Find
0: That's him. true. We are lazy. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, if there's nothing else, am I forgetting anything, guys? Is there anything that I'm forgetting, except for maybe where we can you can except find us? where you can find us? All right. Uh, well, uh, you can listen to all of our episodes on SoundCloud.com forward slash IWITWT, as well as most podcast listening apps like Stitcher, iTunes. We're on iTunes uh, and overwatch I'm listening to us on Overwatch right now because my iTunes iPod app just disappeared from my phone isn't that fun
1: that's <laughs> fantastic yeah. yeah
0: it wasn't really working anyway so go screw <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can you can follow us on Twitter at want you to watch this with the letter U and the number two and hey you can follow us individually on Twitter you can follow me at the debugs I am Cathodicus. I am at Colin Munch. Yes, yes, yes. And that's where you can find us. And if you're interested in being a guest and yelling at me for repeating words like yes, <laughs> uh, please contact us at Want You To Watch This. We would love to have guests. And if, if you are a listener out there and you got a movie that you would like us to watch, please contact us. That would be great. Um, join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash IWITWT. I'm trying to promote that To be kind of our discussion page, because you can write more than just what 150 characters on Facebook. (laughs) Uh, Kind of our little defunct forum uh, before we, if we ever put together an actual website (laughs) for this. Um, All right, I think that wraps up all of the info we need to convey. And please join us next week for part four of our, yeah, green room. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.